Once, America and Britain were a gift to the world. But America's disgraceful withdrawal from Afghanistan proves this is no longer the case. Learn about the spiritual dimension behind the rapid decline of the last two world superpowers, next on The Key of David with Gerald Flurry. Greetings, everyone. We have just seen our worst foreign policy disaster in America's history, and if we look at the uh, facts on the ground in Afghanistan, we have to say the American uh, military really just surrendered to the Taliban. It was a spectacle seen by the entire world, and they were watching it intently all of the time. Now, this is not a political bias. I, this message I'm going to give you today, it, it transcends politics. And I'll show you this, that as we go along. But this was a massive defeat, and even the media admits that. All of the media, just about. And our allies are condemning us as they never, ever have before. And even our own people don't trust our own uh, military to protect us. Hundreds of Americans were left in Afghanistan, and uh, that scene is going to be playing out for a long, long time, I'm sure. And we also left thousands of Afghanistan allies who've been fighting with us in this war for many years, and we left them behind as well when we told them we would take them along with us, uh, certainly indicated that anyhow. But it is an event that is going to mar our history for, well, perhaps for the rest of time. But here is a mind-staggering fact that I want to give you today. This Afghanistan uh, event will give you a momentous, mind-staggering insight into a hope-filled future. It will do that if we understand it. America and Britain had unparalleled victories from 1803 to 1950. Britain became the greatest empire in the world, and America became the single greatest nation in the world. America and Britain together fought and won two world wars and gave peace and stability to this world as, as no other nations ever have. That is our history. We can see that all of that is actually uh, prophesied in your own Bible. But I want to read to you a verse that is astounding about our history, the history of America and of Britain. In Micah 5, verses 7 through 15, well, I'll just give you a few, few of the verses. It begins in verse 7. And it's a proof of modern Israel's identity, and it's a really a detailed and most specific prophecy for America and Britain. Here's what it says, talking about the remnant of Israel, or Jacob. And the remnant of Jacob, this is verse 7, And the remnant of Jacob shall be in the midst of many people, or nations, as a dew from the Eternal. In other words, God is with them as the showers upon the grass, the terries, 
not for man, nor weights for the sons of men. But here's a rich, wealthy, agricultural productivity like this world has never seen. And God says, this, this, this was used by America and Britain, and this is all proved in our book on the United States and Britain and prophecy, but all of this is proved from that very book. And here we have America and Britain just being a, like a dew from the Lord, and as it showers upon the grass, and all of that wonderful wealth was being used to help protect the world and to give peace to the world and sharing that wealth in many ways as no other empire has, I, uh, I think you can prove easily from history. But notice verse 8, And the remnant of Jacob shall be among the Gentiles in the midst of many people as a lion, as a lion among the beasts of the forest, as a young lion among the flocks of sheep, who, if he go through, both treads down and tears in pieces, and none can deliver." Well, how about that? Here America and Britain, at that time in their history, early in those wonderful birthright promises that God gave to America and Britain, and look what, what they were doing and how they were conducting themselves in the world, like a, a lion amongst the beasts in the jungle. Where is that lion today? What happened to America and Britain? If you look at what's happening in Afghanistan, you certainly don't see the lion of America and Britain, or prophetic Israel in this end time. You don't see that. What happened? What has gone wrong? Why are we faltering? Well. If you look at again at the uh, our history, these verses are truly eye-opening. Verse nine says, "Your hand shall be lifted up among your adversaries, and all your enemies shall be cut off." That's wealth that has been shared, wealth and strength that has been shared with the world. And here, from let's say 1803 to 1950, everything was well. It was just just unparalleled. And then came the Korean War in 1950, and Herbert W. Armstrong said, after the Korean War and after we did not win it, he said, America has won its last war. He said that about, well, over 70 years ago. How could he possibly know that? And we have not won a war since. Why is that? Well, it's right there in Bible prophecy if you look at what happened in Korea and Vietnam and Iraq and now Afghanistan and other smaller battles and difficulties as well. You see that we have not won a war. And all of it is explained in our book, The United States and Britain in Prophecy. Let me read a quote to you here from Herbert W. Armstrong. Since that time, however, these blessings are surely being taken away and neither America nor Britain has come out on top in any major skirmish since that time. 
So this prophecy shows that at the very time we were receiving God's blessings, we were a tremendous blessing to the other nations of the earth. That's what those Scriptures tell us. Tremendous blessings to other nations of the earth. For it is our peoples who have rescued the other nations of the world time and again through the Marshall Plan, the Point Four program, the Alliance for Progress, for hundreds of millions of bushels of wheat for India and other starving nations. The Hoover program saved up vast food supplies after World War I. It saved millions and other nations from starvation. So where is that lion that brought peace to much of the world several times? Winston Churchill led the British, and really America too, in World War II, and certainly in the beginning. And they were very close to losing the war to Adolf Hitler before America even became a part of that war. And several of the British leaders, the top leaders, wanted to negotiate with Adolf Hitler, the Nazi tyrant one of the worst in the world ever. And several of the people said, why don't we negotiate with him? It's hopeless. Winston Churchill would not go along with that at all. And he said, if we do that, we're going to step on to a slippery slope. Now what did he mean by that? Well, he meant that we're going to be on a slippery slope to surrender to Nazi Germany. And we cannot do that, and we will not do that. So, if you look at what's happening in Afghanistan today, it seems like, well, we're already at the bottom of that slippery slope. We've been sliding down it for far too long. Something is not right. What is it? What is lacking? What is, what is missing? in America and Britain. Notice Micah 5, verses 10 through 11. And it shall come to pass in that day, says the Eternal, that I would cut off your horses, war horses, the Moffat translation says, tanks, ships, rockets, that's what they're talking about. Well now, we've certainly been cut off from our horses and our, a lot of our tanks and, and rockets and helicopters, and so on. It goes on to say, Out of the midst of you, and I will destroy your chariots, or your military power, and uh, your tanks, and airplanes, and the like. And I will cut off the cities of your land, and throw down all your strongholds. Again, God determines the outcome of wars. You can see that in Psalm 33, verses 10 through 19. But here you have the Taliban now has a list of citizens of America, and, uh, and the Afghan people who supported us. We left records behind, and now they have those records and are able to discover all of those who supported us. And in the past, they have murdered people like that. How did that happen? Well, there's a lot more to this, and we're, you need to get our trumpet magazine. 
And it will explain all of that to you, and you will be amazed and stunned by what is happening there. So here we left all of these armaments there, and before we'd always blow them up or explode, explode them so the enemies couldn't get them if we couldn't take them out with us. We did just the opposite. Why? What happened? Let me read you another quote from the, an article we just recently wrote in the Trumpet, including that massive airbase, this massive airbase that is there, and 2,000 armored vehicles, several uh, smaller airbases, but also 2,000 armored vehicles, 45 Black Hawk helicopters, 208 total aircraft, 10,000 air-to-ground rockets, over 2,500 bombs, and millions of U.S. dollars in cash. Victor Davis Hansen noted that the night vision equipment was more than uh, 20,000 grenades, 1,400 grenade launchers, more than 7,000 machine guns, and 600,000 small arms and millions of rounds of ammunition are the perfect equipment for jihadist terror operations and asymmetrical street fighting. And overnight, America has created one of the most well-funded, heavenly-armed terrorist nations in the world. They're going to be far more dangerous than they ever were in the past. And look what has happened after 20 years. There is a spiritual dimension to this that we don't understand, and we need to understand it. If you look at Leviticus 26 and verse 19, it says, When the Israel reached the zenith of their power, that God says, I will break the pride of your power. You will have all kinds of power, but you won't have the courage and the pride to use it. And the honor, you won't have it. The greatest power ever, but they're afraid to use that power. And it's all going to lead directly into the return of Jesus Christ as King of Kings. That's what, it's going, what is going to happen. God wants us to focus on a significant events, and this is far more significant than you can realize. It's going to give us, as I said, an insight into the most wonderful news you will ever, ever even imagine in your life. But there will be some suffering in between that and where we are now. We, can have, we have all the power that you can imagine, but this, this event is going to change the course of history in this world. We're really going deeply away from the power of Israel and entering into very deeply into the times of the Gentiles. And they can be very cruel in their military successes, and even in their defeats as well. But over the years, much of our military has been purged and been emasculated in some ways, as others might say, not not giving the, the helping the soldiers become the strong soldiers that they ought to be. And that has happened over a period of years. And what does that all mean? And what will that do to change the course of your history? But I'll tell you, if you don't have strong leadership, 
If you don't have strong leadership in your country, you don't have anything. You, 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 will, you can accomplish almost nothing. Notice what it says in Isaiah 3 and verse 1, For behold, the Lord of hosts does take away from Jerusalem, which is Israel, the type of Israel, and from Judah, the whole stay of bread and the whole stay of water, the mighty man and the man of war, the judge and the prophet and the prudent and the ancient, the captain of fifty, and so on. And I will give children to be their princes, and babes shall rule over them. Well, what about that? God says He's going to take away His corn and all of that agricultural wealth that He's given us if we don't wake up and heed His message. He says there's no truth in the land and no knowledge of God in the land. Well, what about that? Have we forsaken God? Well, that's what Hosea 4, verses 1 through 3 says, and it's a prophecy for today. We've forsaken God. And all of these prophecies, like Leviticus 26 and verse 19, if you look at Daniel 9, verses 9 through, uh, well, I'll say 13, you, you can see that all of those, those uh, prophecies are for this end time, or many of them are for this end time. Daniel is only an end time book, and it's right there in Daniel telling you, you need to look to those prophecies in Genesis and other books in the Pentateuch, or the first five books of the Bible. But it says that God is going to plead with all flesh. This is what's happening in Afghanistan is just the beginning of ter terrific problems in this world, not just America and Britain. We're going to be entering into the day of the Lord shortly. And that's, well, at least the conclusion is very good news. Afghanistan is only the beginning of sorrows, but great things are about to come to us as well. Notice verse 40 of Daniel 11. Again, this is for the end time only, and notice what it says here. And at the time of the end shall the king of the south push at him, and the king of the north shall come against him like a whirlwind, with chariots and with horsemen and with many ships. And he shall enter into the countries, and shall overflow and pass over." Now, Germany had a small military in Kabul, and they went in there, and they got their peoples out and saved them, unlike America, and other nations did as well. But the King of North is Germany and the Holy Roman Empire, Germany being the great power. Revelation 17 tells us all about that. Then the King of the South is Iran and their allies, including Afghanistan, and all of the terrorists. Now, why is this so important? Well, because Germany and the Holy Roman Empire are going to destroy the King of the South and his allies and the Taliban in Afghanistan. Now, that could happen in this, this year or the next. Things are moving very fast, and Germany will strike as it is pushed by Iran and the terrorists 
because Germany has a major interest in the Middle East. But this is the trigger to World War III. It will, from that, you, you will see the flow of the beginning, the real beginning of World War III, started by Germany once again. For the third time, they're starting a world war. Now, where is America? Well, they're too weak to even be involved in this. I'm telling you, what happened in Afghanistan is a momentous event that we need to understand. It is an insight, or it is tied directly to World War III. And what is the conclusion to World War III? The second coming of Jesus Christ to this earth. And there are a hundred prophecies telling you that. If you know anything about your Bible, you have to know that. Matthew 24 and verse 21 says, If Christ didn't intervene and stop all of this, there would be no flesh saved alive. It's all leading into the return of Jesus Christ. You can see verse 42 says, He'll stretch forth a hand upon the countries in the land of Egypt and, and other like Libya and Ethiopia. Then verse 44, But tidings out of the east and out of the north shall trouble him, and therefore he shall go forth with great fury to destroy, and utterly to make away many." Tidings out of the east, oh, Russia, China, and their allies, they're beginning uh, the Holy Roman Empire that becomes a superpower, is going to be disturbed and worried about what's happening in Russia and China, and they're just about to really uh, decimate all of Europe. But their army and their leaders move to, to Jerusalem in that area. And notice what it says in verse 45, And he shall plant the tabernacles of his palace between the seas in the glorious holy mountain that's in Jerusalem, yet he shall come to his end, and none shall help him. The end of the Holy Roman Empire where do we go from there? Well, the, of course, they're going to have a big clash with the, the Communists. They gather in Armageddon, but they're going to meet in Jerusalem. And God says, this clash between these armies and Jesus Christ will leave the Valley of Jehoshaphat full of blood up to the horse's bridles for 200 miles. But notice there's a wonderful ending here. I've read this before, but it says in Daniel 12 and verse 1, this is a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation. And he says he's going to deliver his people. Those who get this message out to the world, God says, I'm going to protect you from all of this if you will deliver this message. And then many of them sleep in the dust of the earth, verse 2, shall awake some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever." Now that's the future of God's people. The brilliance of the firmament and shine like stars forever and ever. And the conclusion says in verse 10, Many shall be purified, made white, and tried. 
And the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. And then he says at the end of that, there shall be a thousand two hundred and ninety days. We're getting to a point where we can count days. Verse 12 says, Blessed is he that waits and comes to the thousand three hundred and five and thirty days. See, Afghanistan is just the beginning of sorrows. This is all tied directly, I mean directly, to World War III and the second coming of Jesus Christ, and it's getting to the point where God says, we're going to begin to count the days. It's getting that close, and that's a wonderful, wonderful truth. All this is tied directly to World War III and the coming of Jesus Christ to this earth to save us from ourselves. Until next week, this is Gerald Flurry. Goodbye, friends. Once America and Britain were a gift to the world, but America's disgraceful withdrawal from Afghanistan proves this is no longer the case. Learn about the spiritual dimension behind the rapid decline of the last two world superpowers. The end-time nations of Israel, primarily the British Empire and America, have dominated the world for two centuries. The reality is, the good guys have been in charge, and the world is better for it. The prophet Micah describes Israel as pleasant rain that soothes and enriches all mankind. But times are changing fast. Request Gerald Flurry's free booklet, Micah, God's People Rise Up as His Enemy, to learn why America has gone from a mighty lion to a cowering gazelle in just 70 years. The America of the past wouldn't have frantically fled from Afghanistan without warning, abandoning American citizens and strengthening terrorists. Study Micah, God's People Rise Up as His Enemy, to learn the deadly spiritual dimension behind the rapid decline of America and Britain. Discover God's terrifying message to our nations and to His rebellious church most of all. Also request Gerald Flurry's free book, Isaiah's End Time Vision. Study the cause of the world catastrophe now building before your eyes. Prove that God punishes mankind in love to produce lasting, joyous change. See beyond the gloomy present and the coming worldwide darkness to a peaceful earth during the wonderful world tomorrow. God has all the solutions to our problems. Sooner than we realize, He will implement these solutions all over the planet and then out into the universe. You'll also receive a free copy of Gerald Flurry's booklet, The King of the South. The Afghanistan withdrawal is just part of a much larger prophetic picture. As America retreats in shame, two aggressive kings are rising to battle for control of the Middle East. Your Bible calls these power blocks the King of the North and the King of the South. Their vicious struggle to fill the void left by America will end in annihilation for the King of the South and trigger a third world war. Your future depends on knowing the identity of this prophesied power. All our literature is available free of charge at no cost or obligation to you. Request Micah, God's people rise up as his enemy, Isaiah's end time vision, and the King of the South. Order now. For the free literature, call toll free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629.
All our literature is available free of charge at no cost or obligation to you. Request Micah, God's people rise up as his enemy, Isaiah's end time vision, and the King of the South. Order now. For the free literature, call toll free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll free 1-800-339-7629. The preceding program was a paid presentation of the Key of David, brought to you by the Philadelphia Church of God.